Now broadcasting from inside Furry Heads rent free. He's gonna tell you what it's really like to be a furry, and he's not holding back. Get ready for your weekly dose from the prescriber of the hard truth on Unleashed. Here's your host, Lifty Husky. Hello again and welcome to another episode of Unleashed. I'm your host, Lifty, and joining me is my co-host, Tex. Hi, y'all. Tex Show here. Yo, what's up? Oh, you know, the same old, same old. Just another day. Same old, same old. You ready to talk about these topics with me? Oh, yeah, I'm ready to talk about these heated topics. Yeah, by the way, happy birthday to you. It was your birthday this past week. Thank you. Yes. Yep. Just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. By the way, by the way, we released our first episode of the second season, which was great. And I just realized that it was actually two days. Actually, no, it was one day to the day that Unleashed launched its first episode. Do you know that? I didn't know that. I didn't. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We went online with our first episode on the 25th of July last year. And and then on the 24th, we released our first episode for the second season. And I looked at that and it's like, oh, wow. You know, wow. Happy birthday to us, I guess. You know, one year. Yeah, happy birthday. And uh, and yeah, we're we're one year in and we are still the the most uh, censored, canceled podcast in the furry fandom. (laughs) Congratulations. I have to give myself Uh. applause. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you to all my cancelers because you're doing a, such a wonderful job trying to cancel us off the internet. And uh, yeah, we're still here. We're still here uh, going strong with our second season. Right. Yeah. Our haters are our motivators. Yes, they are our motivators. Ha <laughs> 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 That's all you can do is just laugh at these idiots. Because they think that they're, they're they think that they are having the high ground. It's like, no, I'm still here. Fuck no, you. Still, we don't care about you. You know? Yeah. yeah. We're gonna have fun no matter what. Absolutely. That is what this show is all about: having fun at other people's expense. Mm, my gosh, it's expensive. Yeah, and um, I do hope that you enjoyed our season opener last week. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was great to have Solosin on and talk about uh, the changes that we've all experienced in our furry groups at the expense yeah. of you know all of these furry conchairs, furry uh, moderators, furry admins that you know really th- these are psychopaths. These people are psychopaths, and these people are given a tiny thimble of power, oh, and you are seeing them abuse that thimble of power in record time. Greatly, yes. Yes, that's exactly what they're doing. And of course, they're not going to give it up. None of them are going to give it up. They're, none of them are going to admit that they are at fault for anything that's going on, how violent and how mean-spirited and angry the furry fandom has become, thanks to them, thanks to their rhetoric. They will never, ever admit that. No, they won't, because why should they? They're in power. They're in control. They don't care yeah. about actions. They think they're the good guys. Yeah, that's fucked up. Of course they're not the good guys. Or gals or, you know, whatever you identify as today. I don't care. Toasters. <laughs> Ugh. So anyway, leftist furs are at it again. This time they are eating their own. What? No. Yep, way. yep. They're eating their own. They are going after their own. After they're done, like, lecturing to us normal people who just want to enjoy the furry fandom as a hobby in peace. Yeah. They've pissed us off and, you know, told us to, to go piss up a flagpole and leave their leftist utopia to burn. Thanks to them. (laughs) Uh, They're going after their own people. The people that actually listen to them and respect them and, and think that they're allies. Uh, I got, I got news for you. These people are not your allies. No, no, no. They don't give a shit about you. So let's get started. Let's fucking go. All right, we're going. Yeah, we're going. All right. So we got to start off by talking about bark. And uh, no, I'm not talking about the root beer, even though, you know, it's good root beer. 
That's the good oh, yeah. root beer. No, no, no. I'm talking about Bark, the social media app built for furries that uh, kind of launched at the beginning of the year. Oh, yeah. Oh, that thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Bark. Yeah, Bark. Everybody's using Bark now. Ever since Howler shut down unexpectedly, it's exploded in popularity. They have uh, courted controversy before. The first mm-hmm. time they courted controversy was when pop players were being warned not to post as their primary photo a picture of them wearing a pup hood because it was thought of as fetish gear. And it kind of still is. Yeah, okay, I see that. I mean, depending on how you look at the whole pup hood situation, it could be fetish gear. A lot of pup players I know, they explicitly use pup gear as fetish gear. Kind of threads a, 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 a very thin line there. Kind of, you're kind of walking a thin line there between, you know, what is sexual and what is not. Yes. So they were warned by Bark staff to put that in the not safe for work side of Bark instead of the safe for work side that is on public view. Mm-hmm. And they, of course, got in a hissy fit about that. And a lot of them decided they were going to start a protest against Bark. Nevertheless, Bark relented and said, okay, we're going to get rid of that rule. And if you have pup hood pictures, as long as they're not like showing genitals or whatever, you can put it <laughs> in as your, your main profile. And you know, a lot of people said, okay, this is a fine compromise. Now they're in hot water again. Uh-oh. Are they really? Yes, they're in hot water yet again because one user named Captain Honk and one user named Captain Honk on Twitter tweeted out a photo of a moderation notice they got from Bark, from a Bark moderator that said, You received a warning. The reason for your warning is remove the ACAB. This is not allowed on our platform. Do also not use 1312 or any other similar thing related to it. And of course, they, oh. uh, they, they were the adult and uh, they responded politely on Twitter by saying, how about you remove my balls from your jaw, Bark Official? <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. Uh, what the fuck, y'all? That's God, totally God, damn, God damn. Oh, Lord have mercy. Uh, you know, we, we have, we, we love having fun on this podcast. Uh, this is supposed to be about fun. And it, it laughing at other people's expense, it's a great way to have fun. Um, I love it. It's free. Of course, Bark took note of this because more people were actually noticing this and they were complaining. And before I say anything, I, of course, want to say that I'm, I'm more or less a, a free speech absolutist. And I believe that Bark should not be censoring ACAB, even if you disagree with it. You have the right to just look away. Just like yeah. if, anybody, if anybody wanted to say anything else, you know, I support law enforcement or whatever. They're free to say that on that platform, too. They're free to say that on their profile. If I started censoring speech based on my political beliefs, then uh-huh. that would be against free speech. That would not be free speech. Even though I don't agree with ACAB at all, I still think that this dude shouldn't be told to remove ACAB. No. That's their belief. That's their freedom of speech. You know, they, yeah. they are free to say ACAB even if you don't agree with it. Absolutely. Bark sent out a tweet after this saying, We sincerely apologize for the mistake on this. The phrase ACAB is not banned on our app and we fully support the BLM movement. Warnings related to this mistake will be cleared ASAP. If you received a warning for this, please contact our support team. In addition, our moderator team is actively working on releasing new community guidelines. These are a more mature set of standards aimed at addressing issues like this as the platform grows and matures and will be released very soon. So you think, okay, that would be enough for the woke to just, you know, calm down. And yeah. they said that they're sorry. Uh-huh. They're not going to moderate ACAB anymore. They're not going to censor ACAB. They're not going to tell you to remove that off their platform, right? You know, this, you think that this would be enough to appease the woke mob in the furry fandom, right? Right? Yeah, right? I, oh, I'm wrong. Wrong. Yeah. Wrong. No wrong. <laughs> I knew no. wrong. No. This was not enough <laughs> to appease the woke mob. So this time, they went after uh, Watsky. 
Watsky. Uh, I don't know if I, I said that right. It's uh, W-O-U-T-S-K-E. That was the founder of Bark. Wootsky. Wootsky. Okay, Wootsky. There we go. Thank you. You're welcome. So they went after Wootsky uh, at Wootsky Shep on Twitter. They decided to harass him. Harass him over this one person or one or multiple people getting moderation notices over ACAB. Whoa. And so he had to tweet this out. Today I woke up to 1,000 notifications, missed calls, and people in DM telling me I should kill myself. This because a mod at Bark warned someone for having ACAB in their profile bio. This is not forbidden. Hate speech is. The mod thought ACAB was hate speech. A mistake. It hurts me so many furries are now saying I'm a Nazi, I'm a fascist, and a racist. I voted left all my life and actively banning Nazi and fascist group off bark, support BLM to the fullest, mm -hmm. no one cares. Yes, in 2019 I said I wanted to join the police. There was an opening in the LGBTQIA plus department of Amsterdam to help victims of LGBT crime take down crime reports, connect with queer clubs and store owners, and educate field officers on gender diversity. Yep. Something right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something right. <laughs> I started Bart because I love the fandom and want to give something back. I am against fascist, racist, animal abusers, child abusers, police brutality. Please don't tell me I am not. <laughs> what did it get you, Watsky? What did it get you? What did all of this sucking at the ass of leftism get you? You're now being a pariah thanks to all of that, all of that ass sucking. What did it get you? He got a world of shit. Yeah, he got a world of shit. Now I don't feel bad for him at all. Not nah. one bit. What did it get you, Watsky? What did it get you? Wootsky wants to be the, the good guy. He wants to just like appease the woke mob here. And of course, it's not working. Not at all. They're still going after him. And I've just got to say, you know what? I, I, I don't feel sorry for you at all, Wootsky. This is a wake-up call for you to tell you that you following leftism to the fullest is why you're in this pickle right now. You thought that you had allies on the left. And now these allies are at your doorstep with torches and pitchforks ready to unleash digital hell on you. Uh -huh for as long as possible to make your life a living nightmare on the internet. And you think, oh, you can just appease and apologize your way out? No. No. This is going to follow you for a long, long time. I would say start reprioritizing what you believe in. Because this, this blind faith to leftism is not working for you, and it never will. If no. you think that these people will ever be your friends again, you, I'm sorry, but you've got another thing coming. This is going to just haunt you. And it, it's not even his fault either. But the way that he's appeasing to the woke mob is just, it's like he doesn't realize the problem. That's why you don't ever appease to these mobsters. Because all they want to do, all they want to do is just berate you to submission. All they want is submission. Once they get that, they know that they can go after. They know they've got you wrapped around their finger. So why appease them? Don't, don't ever appease them. And it only justifies all of this harassment that they've done to Wootsky. Now that they know that they can get what they want from harassing mm -hmm. the top uh, person at Bark, they're going to do it to other people. They're going to harass whoever they feel like needs to be harassed into submission. And of course, the, the cycle of, of harassment and, uh, at, at the woke mob just continues on. I don't feel sorry for this asshole. I don't. Nope. Not uh, at all. I'm sorry, Wootski, but you, know, you, you dug your own grave here. And you tried to appease yourself out, and of course it's not working. So you definitely need to consider whether or not you want to be sucking on the ass of leftism anymore. Because it's only going to get worse from here. Moving on. So, mm -hmm. Let's see what we got. So, Anthrocon happened. And uh, before I go any further, you know, I was there at Anthrocon. It wasn't 
that great, in my opinion. Uh, like in I'm sorry. Uh, 2019 was the first time that I went to Anthrocon. And that was amazing. That was an amazing time. Like, yeah. Oh, I bet it was. This, this year, eh, not so much. Nah. Like, I, I definitely hit, like, a low spot in the middle of the convention. And then it kind of got better at the end of it. But then by the time it got better, the convention was mostly over. All that was left was that, uh, was that rave under the bridge, which was really fucking awesome. I'm glad that people did that. So people, of course, complained about something that happened at Anthrocon. And it had to do with the police being at Anthrocon. So I have this statement here from Anthrocon that they wanted to make about the concerns that people had about the police there. It says, we also want to address the aggressive behavior of our venue's police detail and the issues it caused over the course of the weekend, culminating in an aggressive exit on Sunday. The staffing challenges of returning from the pandemic not only affected our own team, but our venue's private security resources. As a result, municipal police resources were brought in by the venue to supplement the security effort. Emphasis on those three words, by the venue. Pay attention because those words are going to be very important later on. As we've seen and heard, it caused more problems than it solved, and for that we are truly sorry. The concerns and outrage of our attendees have been heard loud and clear, and we are equally as outraged. This is a top priority for us, and we're actively working on future arrangements to ensure that this treatment never happens to our attendees again. So, what happened? At the end of Anthrocon, on Sunday... There was, of course, police, Pittsburgh police members, who were all over the convention center. They were on the roof. And I was on the roof as well, so I saw this in person. Somebody actually took a video and sent it on Twitter, posted it on Twitter about being chased off the, the roof by police. It looked like the police were just kind of like looking or walking ominously towards people to just try to corral them out of the way. Now, let me just say this. When you're working security, the first thing that people tell you is why you're there is, of course, that the first deterrent that you have is presence. That also applies to law enforcement. If a law enforcement officer is present, there's a lower likelihood that something something criminal will happen. Just like a security officer, if a security officer is there and present and visible, there's less likelihood that something criminal will happen at that point. If they're not there, then there's a higher likelihood something will happen. The presence of a police officer is often all they need to ensure that things go smoothly. That's right. Now, when I was... Up there on the roof, I remember that there was some kind of, uh, uh, I guess, a mater D up there. He was getting this, this table area set up for a private party. He told us straight up, there was a private party at 5 p.m. happening on the roof. And he let us take photos, take fursuit photos in that general area, as long as it was away from the tables. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we were done, we were to leave because the private party was happening soon. The police didn't approach us. The police didn't tell us to leave. The police didn't yell at us. The police didn't draw their guns at us. The police didn't get their handcuffs on us. The police basically just corralled us out of the way. They corralled us out of the way. They just cleared the area. That's it. And most people yeah. followed those directions. However... Because of how reactionary furries are, they completely took it the wrong way and think, oh, oh no, they had the cops here to get people out of the convention center. And of course, this happened again at the end of closing ceremonies. And I got to admit that based on what I'm hearing, the approach was maybe more overhanded. But of course, I wasn't there at closing ceremonies, so don't take my word on that very seriously. I wasn't there. I was on the roof when they were clearing people on the roof. And that video that somebody posted on Twitter about 
the police officers walking towards the camera. I wasn't in the video, but I was in that area at roughly the same time. And I can tell you that it's overblown. I'm not the biggest fan of police. Even I get very nervous around police. But I can tell you for a fact that what they were doing was not the fault of Anthrocon. Everybody's yelling at Anthrocon, saying that, oh no, ACAB, no police at Anthrocon. And I'm like, dude, dude no, th this isn't Anthrocon's fault. You notice that I, I highlighted the words by the venue, right? Yeah, I, I noticed. That means that the convention center was responsible for bringing in the police officers because they had a shortage of security personnel that would otherwise be hired by the convention center. Does it make sense now? Yeah, it's making sense now. Furthermore, because there was a private event happening at the roof, the private event that was happening there probably very highly likely hired the police to go up there and just clear the area for the private guests. Does it make sense now? Yeah. There we go. We're cooking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So part of this is Anthrocon's fault again. Why are people yelling at ACAB at Anthrocon and mm -hmm. Uncle Kage? Judging by this, it doesn't look like it's the con's fault at no. all. So uh, they said, what is Anthrocon doing about it? We have confirmed with our venue that we will not have the police department responsible return to our convention. Anthrocon had no part in hiring or contracting the police department for 2022. So you were right. You were absolutely right. Mm -hmm. We are working towards bringing in our own trusted security detail within the con space and the police behavior observed this year will not be present in future years. We've made this clear to our business and venue partners. Due to our contractual obligations, we are still required to have a law enforcement presence at the convention. And we'll be looking to bring a hand-selected mm. outfit of law enforcement officers that we trust and have good standing with our community. These will be from the Allegheny County Sheriff's Office, whom we have worked with for over 15 years. And of course, the ACABers on Twitter were just fucking livid. I bet they were. Because they read that and like, how the fuck? Why is Anthrocon required to have law enforcement at the convention? Given the size of our event, nearly 10,000 people and the various events we host, our insurance and venue partners require us to maintain a minimum police presence in convention space and public events like the block party. This is something we must do from a safety, deterrence, and contract obligation perspective. Other large conventions, both in furry fandom and others, are also required to have police presence. And then you take that, and then you've got these idiots going on hmm. Twitter, responding with, Look into having therapists and social workers on call if you can. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I don't know why people continue with this nonsensical meme of, hiring therapists and social workers in place of law enforcement. I want these people to actually think about just how many therapists and social workers they might actually require for an event of almost 10,000 people. And then you got to put into the fact that these people have to work around the clock because things happen all hours of the day and night. And then uh -huh. you've got to pay them an exorbitant amount because, of course, therapists and, and social workers, I would think that the, the police officers are paid less than these people, these glorified pencil pushers. And then if you try to work, tell them to work for free, oh, boy, how's that going to work? I can tell you how that's going to work. Uh, <laughs> crickets. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, they're not free. working for free. No. no. Well, people no. get paid at least 50 grand a year. No, they're not working for free. Especially all those hours, they're not working for free. Like, why the fuck do we keep bringing these people up? Bringing this idea up of, oh, oh, we just got to replace them with therapists. No. No. Mm -mm. No. Remember, so there was a person at Anthrocon who was making people very nervous. It was a, a Tarkov cosplayer that had a uh, plate armor, I guess, that said Killa on, on the front. 
And that was like true to the actual character from the game. The the actual character in the game says the same thing on his chest plate. And everybody was looking at him thinking that he was a terrorist, even though he was basically ominously uh, looking at people. That was his crime, I think. <laughs> um, and everybody was like, oh my God, I feel so threatened. And let me tell you this. <laughs> tell me, how many therapists and social workers would actually like escort that person out the building? Tell me, how many? I'm going to go with a flat rate of zero. Zero! Absolutely! Zero. Zero. Absolutely. Those therapists and social workers aren't going to do shit when it comes to people like that. And I'll tell, you, I'll tell you this. The difference between therapists and social workers and actual law enforcement, police presence, is that law enforcement has arrest authority. Yes, it does. Social workers and therapists do not. No. That means that given the opportunity and given the situation, they have a lot more leniency in what they can do to de-escalate the situation in a way that therapists and social workers do not. Right. And these idiots don't understand this. These idiots don't understand involved. Oh, that's very nice. So suddenly when some shit happens where the police are instructed not to go, you're going to thank a social worker for not being there? Bull fucking shit. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. These people are idiots. Yeah, they are. Uh, I love this. I love this one response that um, somebody used a clap emoji. And then they said, no cops at cons. And then somebody responded, read the fucking statement. <laughs> Oh, I love clapbacks like that. You, you just gotta, you gotta love it. I, I love it. Yeah. Uh, and then this is, this is a real rich one. Dr. Nairi A. Bakalian at Riverside Wings said, make the mask if they have to be there. None of the ones President AC-22 masked. A <laughs> lot of folks are sick now, including me. Uh, honey, <laughs> your sickness isn't because a bunch of cops decided not to wear a mask. That sickness is because of you. Nobody forced you to go to Anthrocon in front of 10,000 people and mingle around with a bunch of people and possibly get sick. That was all on you. All on you. If you didn't want to get sick, why not do something wonderful and magical called staying at fucking home? Yeah. You can always do that. It's free. Like, is it, is it any fucking wonder that people are complaining about getting sick at AC and when they could have just stayed the fuck home if they were so concerned about getting sick? COVID or not, God. if you're that concerned about getting sick, why don't you just stay home where yeah. you're never going to get sick unless you bring somebody who is sick into your house? Right. Idiots. Yeah. I, I really do hope that, well, I mean, based on their statement, Anthrocon seems to have a level head about this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, their insurance requires it. The venue requires it. They're not getting rid of law enforcement. They're not going with this stupid meme of replacing the law enforcement with social workers and therapists. Oh, yes, yes. Let's, let's hire somebody so that they can hear about the problems of the Tarkov cosplayer that suddenly made people at the BIPOC panel very uncomfortable. Yes. That'll solve everything. Idiots. Idiots. And, of course, they were trying to cancel Anthrocon because of the cop situation. And I'm just like... Really? These people have no understanding of how these contracts work for these big events. None. They have a very juvenile, very, very juvenile understanding of how the world works. Truly, truly yeah. stupid people. And that's why they get talked about on this channel. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Speaking of conventions that are getting canceled by the woke mob, let's talk about Denver. Oh boy. Oh boy. So, uh, Denver has been under some hot water all through this year, actually. After Denver 2021, which, among other things, reported its first case of somebody getting run over. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, someone get somebody, run over? somebody got hit by a car at Denver. Yes, last year. Somebody got hit Dang. by a car. Dude. Uh, yeah. 
Never heard about that before, but yeah, that happened. Uh, among other things, their shell company that Denver has run under uh, Corgi Events was under some very hot water because uh-huh. of the sticky fingers of their founder, Treble. All right. Treble was accused of stealing funds or embezzling funds from different conventions, using that money Ooh. for paying off huge amounts of IRS tax debt. What? What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. That, that's a no-no. FBI, open up! <laughs> well, IRS, yeah, open up. Much, yeah. <laughs> so, Corgi Events was dissolved. And a lot of conventions went down the toilet with it. And it was reorganized as a new convention or a new corporation called AEIOU. AU. 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 Get over here. AU, Brandon, get over here. AU. AU. Anyway, a lot of people were concerned about Denver because a lot of people that attend. Denver are trans, and everybody was freaking out and uh, wondering, like, oh no, uh-huh. what will happen to our trans safe space? We need a trans safe space, like Denver. Somebody save Denver! It's our trans safe space. Denver is what, uh, like, a couple weeks away or so? Yeah, it's sometime in August. Yes, so it's uh, I don't a couple really of weeks. care because I, I don't attend Denver. Several callouts, yeah. unfortunately, happened directed at Denver. The first one was from at real Bryant Fox. This might be a good time to point out one of the furries who broke into my hotel room at PDFC 2020, another Corgi Events uh, convention, and covered it in Chick-fil-A posters and food to trigger me. Just got made conscious of Denver Co. That would be Amazon, by the way. All because I didn't want staff seen eating it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Why do you care? <laughs> I know that furries have this insatiable war uh, against Chick Fil A because of their views and and against or the founder so, supposedly is Christian and uh, yeah and supposedly gives his money away to anti-gay causes uh, and to conversion therapy whatnot and so forth. Um, that doesn't exactly reflect on the individual views of the employees at the local Chick-fil-A, at the mall, or down the street, what have you. They might actually be gay yeah. at, these, at these places. You know, it's a place that they work. I'll, I'll tell you, every time I go to Chick-fil-A, I've always seen smiling faces, very courteous service. Every time they give me my order, they're like, they're like yeah. my pleasure. I've never had a bad experience at Chick-fil-A either. Same with me. I've never had a bad experience at Chick-fil-A. And, and I'll, say it, I'll say it straight up. I still eat there. Every so often, you know, I still, I still eat there. I do too. I'm not stopping. Yeah, the waffle fries are delicious. I love, I love the taste of their spicy chicken sandwich. I will admit, you know, I eat spicy chicken sandwiches from them. I don't care. You know, it's food. It's food. I don't taste, I don't taste I do the too. homophobia in there. You can't taste homophobia in a chicken sandwich. If you don't no. like it, you can easily just avoid the restaurant yourself instead of like going on this moral crusade thinking, oh, no furries should ever eat at Chick-fil-A ever again. Okay, good luck with that. Good luck. And now everybody's going on a moral crusade to try to cancel Denver because of that. And I'm just looking at this as like, wait a minute. They covered the room in Chick-fil-A posters and food. Okay, I need a citation on that. Can you cite your sources on that? Like, you got pictures? Like, I don't, yeah, how do people do this? Especially at a hotel room. Unless you're giving somebody the key to your hotel room. How are they getting in? How are they getting in and plastering your room with Chick-fil-A posters? How are they, plast- how are they putting Chick-fil-A uh, sandwiches mm-hmm. everywhere? How are they even affording this? <laughs> and when they go to a convention, they're not looking to spend thousands of dollars on just food to give away for one person. No. If, they're, if they got money, they're going to spend it in the dealer's room. They're going to spend it at the artist's alley. They're going to spend it at the businesses that they want to spend it on, at the restaurants that they want to spend it on. Not at this shit. Give me a break. (laughs) 
and and then you think that that would be the end of it. That would be all that would be ruffling the feathers of the furry community. And oh, but it's not. It is not. Wrong. It is not. Oh boy, spicy. What happened next was that in the Telegram channel, or in the Telegram chat for Denver, they brought in this person named Aaron Otter, and they made some questionable statements in the chat, and they were directed about trans people. Okay. I've got a printout of one of the, one of the messages here. They're saying, you don't need to dress a certain way, no. However, some people blow up at others when they dress like a guy but want people to refer to them with female pronouns. Simply saying, please use her, she would resolve this issue. But we've all seen the TikTok and YouTube videos where a person absolutely loses their mind and goes all off on the person. <laughs> Forza uh, responded, this kind of doing a great job of speedrunning, burning its goodwill. <laughs> 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 Oof. Oh boy. <laughs> and then somebody somebody very dis- detestable had to speak up about all this. And I I've speak spoken about this uh, person before I think on uh on my last podcast Furry Frequencies. Their name is Carson Lauren, but they go they go on Twitter now as Gray is True. <laughs> this person is an actual pedophile defender because their spouse was actually in the slammer for pedophilia. Oh. What the fuck, y'all? God damn! God damn! God damn! What? You'd think that this person would be run off the furry fandom on a rail, but no, they still on they're still on Twitter. People still listen to them for some reason. Even though they're the loudest, most obnoxious bullshitter I've ever heard on Twitter. And uh, that list keeps growing every day. So they still try to like be at the top of it. Anyway, they have to tweet out, I'm banned from this channel because I asked them AU. I asked AU. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I just can't I just can't help but laugh at that name like AU. 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 Like Oh, couldn't you just couldn't you just repurpose Corgi events? Like, why go with AU? AU. <laughs> because anyway, I can't, I can't yeah. win on this. <laughs> uh, but anyway, they just went off and said, I'm banned from this channel because I asked them to remove an obvious Nazi for who is harassing trans people in chat, and they didn't. After I got booted, it took all of the remaining trans people in chat to beg them to do something, and the Nazi still wasn't banned. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh God! I'm of course not in this chat. I'm gonna say that with you know absolute clarity. I'm not. I'm not standing up for this this Aaron Otter dude, whatever. But I'm certainly also not saying that Gray had any right to step up as the moderator for this chat if the moderators weren't doing their job. Mm-hmm. There was of course a way to just like private. I don't. I don't really know how the how Gray um, messaged the moderators of this chat. To tell them, hey, this is some, this is going on here, and this dude is, you know, causing a problem, causing a ruckus in this chat, and we need him to leave, or we at least need to need him to be warned so that he doesn't say that shit again. And what are you, what are you supposed to do? You're not the fucking moderator. Yeah, Carson, you're not the fucking mod. You have to let the mods do their own job. You can, just, of course message a moderator saying that hey this is this dude's a problem but it, it sounds like you didn't do that you were just making a problem worse and then of course they keep tweeting and just so no one thinks i was over the line or hostile though i would have been justified ah oh, here we go <laughs> here we go if they were hostile it would have been justified Here's the post that got me banned. The Nazi was trying to organize a police raid on Sparks after she terminated employment with Corgi events. I responded with a fact. Without warning, I was banned. I don't know what Aaron Otter was saying, but Carson was saying calling police on a trans person should be taken as a death threat. Oh, yes. 
because uh, police are always just given the the green light to just shoot trans people at will. Yeah, that 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 totally happens. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah, totally. Ugh, <laughs> oh, Carson, like swear to god, Carson is just often bullshitting, bullshitting, bullshitting. Often blowing things up. So, you remember I I think I know, I think I have a great idea of what's going on. Uh-huh. Atex. Yes. Do you remember watching Happy Gilmore? Oh, hell yeah, dude. So you obviously recall the one scene where Happy is playing with Bob Barker, right? Yes. It's my favorite. Yes. And throughout the entire tournament, every time Happy goes to the tee, he has this heckler that's in the back shouting random obscenities and just trying to get his vibe off completely. And, you know, he sounds like this. You suck. Yeah, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> and it, every time he went to the tee, he would say something like that to get him off his rocker. Uh-huh. And it worked. Oh, it did work. It, 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 completely, it completely just like got his groove completely off to where Happy and, and Bob Barker were in last place, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And instead of actually finding the heckler... <laughs> Punch his lights out and show him a piece of his mind. Happy goes after Bob Barker Bad instead. People, Bob Barker. Yeah, and shoot him again. And he's just like laughing it up about this because, of course, he hired the heckler. And the heckler is doing such an awesome job of just completely ruining Happy's game. Oh, yeah. Here it is again in, in kind of like in, in furry, furry telegram form. Oh, yeah. Like this Aaron Otter is that heckler. You suck. Yeah, basically just saying that over and over to Carson. Yep. And Carson instead goes after the mods. The mods boot Carson and the and and <laughs> you suck. Yeah, and he's left and that dude is just left there to just continue to say that. <laughs> like nobody gets the idea that something might be up with this dude. That that this might actually be coordinated by somebody. Not yet. Bear in mind, the dude might be on his own. The dude just might be a complete jackass on his own. But nobody has the, the foresight to look at this, to analyze this, and say, hey, wait a minute. Maybe this dude is just is, is trying to do something coordinated here. Yeah. And then maybe, maybe, just maybe, you'd go into a PM, message a moderator, and respectfully <laughs> tell them to moderate the chat, please. Right. Instead of going off like this, Instead of saying, calling police and a trans person to be taken as a death threat. Oh, fuck off. Uh, yeah. You know damn well that police don't do that. And if they do, please show me the evidence. Please. Sure. I- I'd like to see. Please, show me. And of course, people took Carson's word 100%. Really? Oh, man. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> it's so interesting that you keep around the person who ironically uses the phrase, My SJW senses are tingling. Oh boy. This is all I got. Yep. <laughs> so we've got about ten more minutes on this show, so we wanna go over we wanna go over a couple other examples, not in the furry fandom, of the left eating their own. And I know you've got one and I've got one. Oh yes. Um, these are yeah, you you wanna go ahead with yours first? Yeah, I'll go ahead with mine. Uh Okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Well, good example of the left eating their own actually happened out there in uh, Philadelphia, of all places. We're going to start by, it was a business that, it's a queer-owned business, just a cafe, normal cafe. Nothing wrong with that. However, it was shut down by their employees for not being woke enough. Hmm. What, what, what What do you have to do to be woke enough? Is my question. I'll tell you this. It's never enough. It is never enough. If, if you take one thing away from this entire show tonight, I want it to be this. Uh-huh. It will never be enough. The appeasement, the apologies, everything will not be enough. Once you're on the shit list for any leftists in the furry fandom or anywhere else, you're on their shit list for life. And they will ruin you. Just yeah. like they ruined that business. Uh, let, me, let me see if I can um, talk about it a little more. 
Uh, Mina's World, a cafe in Philadelphia that prides itself in being queer-owned, has officially closed its doors after a woke employee revolt. The cafe was owned by Kate Eckhart and Sonam Parikh, two queer activists who started Mina's in an effort to create an inclusive coffee shop. However, their employees have claimed Eckhart and Parikh are anti-black and gentrifiers. Oh, there you go. That's the answer to your question. Yeah, they're gone. They don't like that. They don't like gentrifiers. They think they're ruining the neighborhood with their whiteness. Their upper-classness. Their raising of the rent. Mm. Oof. That's a big one. Oof. Yes. <laughs> how dare they improve the community? How dare you? Yeah, how dare they? With their $7 cups of coffee. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, it's never enough. They wanted to create an inclusive space, and apparently uh, the employees didn't think it was inclusive enough. Hmm. Shocking. Mina's World was located just around the corner from Malcolm X Park in Philadelphia and employed mostly minority workers. Again, it's not enough. It's not enough. <laughs> That's a positive thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, prior to the allegations from employees, Parek spoke to Bon Appetit about the opening of Mina's World, said when she worked at different coffee shops, white ownership neglected to protect their black and trans employees. I know there needed to be a space where you could have an amazingly made cup of coffee that's not whitewashed. And again, what, what I say earlier, what did it get you? What did it get you? It got you. Mm. Got you nothing. Rude. Got you, Got you nothing. nothing. You lose. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. It cost this uh, these two entrepreneurs their business. Yeah. And uh, we have another example of that. This time in Portland. Oh boy. Portland. Jeez. Yeah, Portland. Oh God, this is gonna get good. Doc Marie's is a lesbian bar that opened on July 1st of this year with the hope of bringing more inclusivity to the city of Portland. But just one week after their grand opening, they were forced to shut down because of complaints that the bar was not a safe space. Doc Marie's was cannibalized by the woke mob. What a surprise. Mm. What a surprise. Good lord, what is happening in there? <laughs> Good lord indeed. Uh, the crowd on opening day was huge. One woman said that the line for entry on opening night was wrapped around the block with literally 200 lesbians. 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 Waiting to get in. <laughs> <laughs> love lesbians. They're don't great. get me wrong. Don't get, don't get it twisted now. I love lesbians. But the excitement about a new progressive hangout dissipated quickly. Within days, Doc Marie's found itself on the receiving end of accusations of not being inclusive enough. Ooh, where did we hear that before? Oh, yeah. Hmm. At, this, uh, at this coffee shop in Philadelphia that was yeah. apparently gentrifying the community. For the same thing, yeah. Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Employees of Doc Marie's created an Instagram page to echo these concerns. They claimed that the owners weren't proactive enough in creating a safe space and accused the owners of racism. Wait, what? wait. What? What the fuck? The employees also demanded that the bar host free opportunities for education for the community. Whoa. So first and foremost, if you ever hear that word free, free opportunities, you got to understand that comes out of somebody's pocket. Yeah. The first thing you should ever always ask about a free opportunity is who's paying for it? Because if they don't have a name for who is paying for it out of the goodness of their heart, it's probably you. Yep. It's probably you. Eventually, the employees demanded that the owners relinquish ownership of the bar and hand the business to them. Whoa. <laughs> oh, God. This time, they want the business and they want the owners gone. Their owners were given a 24-hour deadline to adhere to the ludicrous demands. Oh, uh, and sadly, we, of course, found out that they've closed Doc Marie's in Portland. They were hoping to reopen, but they haven't since. But as I said, it's Portland. You get what you fucking deserve. 
Yep. I've heard about everything that's happened in Portland over the past two years, and it's just gone from bad to worse every time. Why should I expect anything different? I I'm sorry that it happened to these people. I'm sure they were well-meaning people. But at the same time, you're in Portland, and you voted for the policies that have led to this progressive hell that you are living in. And as I've said before, now say it again for posterity, there is no appeasing the woke mob. There is no pleasing them. It is never enough. So if you think you can appease and apologize your way back to being on their good graces, oh boy, you've got another thing coming. And I don't say that to be mean. I'm saying that because it's the honest truth. If it wasn't the honest truth, I wouldn't be talking about this podcast. You know, I, I don't want to waste my listeners' time. And I'm telling them this because this is what I've been observing. They think that they can create a utopia. But the thing is, utopia means no place. Utopia means no place. They are literally creating something that does not exist. Because the goalposts keep moving and they are never appeased. Those last two stories brought to you by Libs of TikTok and LibsofTikTok.com. Anyway, that is our show for tonight. And thank you very much for listening. If you like what you hear, please feel free to follow us on Twitter at Lifty Unleashed for the greatest memes, other information about this podcast. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Then anyway, this is our show for tonight. Tex, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. And we will see you next week. Good night. Good night, y'all. Follow us online on Twitter, twitter.com slash liftyunleashed. Don't forget to subscribe for the latest episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Unleashed is brought to you by executive producer Brandon Squire, hosts Lifty Husky and Texiote. Produced at the FJB Studios, Seagirt, Maryland. Opinions expressed on this podcast are the respective views of the hosts and guests only. Unleashed!